Okay, here's the gist. I'm a gay guy who's been living in New York City for the past three decades. I got shit to talk about. I also have awesome friends who also have a lot of shit to talk about. That's what this podcast is about. Way off the record. People that you never hear from, that you need to hear from. Because trust me, girl, you need this fabulous in your life. Welcome to Way Off the Record. Today I'm talking again to my friend Marie Tree. This is our. Hi, Hi Marie Tree! Hi, Bobby! How are Hi. you, girl? I'm hanging in there. I've been fighting a lot. Marie is a really talented singer, songwriter, guitarist, pianist. What other credits should I give you? Because you have a million talents. Um, well, singer, songwriter, Focused instrumentalist and a writer and a sound leader and just a teacher. All of that. <laughs> so, whatever it takes to survive, I think music. Yeah. Speaking of survive, so let's spend a few minutes, uh, you know, just talking about what's going on in the world in 2020. In what the hell month is it? I don't even know what month it is. It's um, March. It's I mean, March. Yeah. And 2020 seemed so promising. Mm-hmm. Really. I mean, it's just been... This last week has been crazy. I mean, a week ago, I was in New York. Friday, I was in right. New York. Right, right. And I was sitting at lunch with my bandmate, and I got a message saying that our show was canceled. Broadway had closed down on Thursday. And yeah. that the city was probably going to be closing down. So yeah. I didn't even hesitate. I just got, I went to the airport and got on a flight and got out. Because I, I mean, I know that Cuomo has said that he's not going to close the city, but I, you know, things are changing by a minute. So yeah. I just wanted to be prepared, but I didn't want to get stuck there. Um, you know, probably yeah. be here, so... So we're in the first, like today he announced that, you know, everything is closing except for essential businesses. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So next step is probably flights. Um, so I'm glad you got out. It sucks that you had to come all the way here and then have the show canceled, you know? It's okay. It's okay. I mean, I got to hang out for a little bit. It was fine. I see a few of my people. But um, we... We went under lockdown yesterday. San Francisco and the five counties up there went under lockdown mm-hmm. Monday or Tuesday. So we had a little bit more time to be chilled. It's, it's shelter in place, which means that we don't have, we're not worried about the supply chain, which to me was really important because having been through 9 11, the blizzard, plural, um, the blackout, right? Right, right. You just, it's really all about supply and demand. And so I said, well, if, if the food is not a crisis, if that's not a problem, mm-hmm. then we will probably be okay. Which is to say that my house isn't sort of packed up and I have food for a couple of weeks. Um, because I, at this point, you still know. I mean, I, I drove by a gun and ammo shop the other day and two them. And there was a line around the corner, and apparently this phenomenon is not, it's not rare at all. People have been talking about it, and 
I'm kind of like, okay, really? And when I look at the people online, I'm like, seriously, you think somebody wants your toilet paper? Because it's probably all you have. But I know. Whatever. I, know. I mean, if that's what makes you feel safe, if that's what makes you feel like you have some sort of control, because I really think that that's what it is. I think the toilet paper, the hoarding of food, the, mm-hmm. the guns, it, it makes people feel safe in a weird kind of way. But right. And I guess if you've never been through that before, you don't know. You just don't know. I mean, I think... Because, and out here, we've been through forest fires, which are quick moving, and so it's, it's very different. Mm-hmm. Things just burn to the ground, and then you're scrambling. But, I was going to you know, ask New you York, about that. I mean, we were shut down for the, for, the, for the blizzard for at least a week, the yeah. blackout, almost two weeks. You know, 9-11, I mean, we were still getting nothing but news by the time October was around. Remember, we didn't get any real, anything other than that on TV, and so almost November 1st. I think October 31st was the last day. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's two months. And then kind of used to being sequestered like that. And as an artist, I think we kind of crave that. So it's interesting that it's here. And the first couple days, I, I just slept. I was so tired. And, you know, the last couple of months, I've been getting up at space for practice and teaching all day and mm-hmm. going to yoga and going to the gym. I had all such a view. And now I'm like, okay, three days in, and I'm, you know, completely off my schedule because I have this huge eight-hour block in the middle of my day, and I don't, I feel like I have more time trying to sort of squander it. So I'm trying to get myself back to having some sort of normal schedule. So, so what's going to happen with your teaching then? Well, they have school is not going to start again until May first. Okay. That is the plan right now. That could all change depending on how the office gets. And mm-hmm. I have talked to several of my doctors friends, and they say that it's going to get bad. And yeah. I, I figured it was going to get worse before it gets better. And I'm hoping it's not as bad as it could be. Mm-hmm. But um, just judging by what has happened in Italy and... Um, yeah. Seemingly, that's the course we are sort of on because that's the level of precaution we've taken. We're all sort of late getting the memo. And then you see kids at the beach with their parents and their grandparents mm. on mm. spring break. And I just think that's so irresponsible. I can't believe that people let them go. And now they will come back to their homes like little bees and pass on germs that they don't even right. know that they have. And hopefully... Right. Won't it's, kill everyone house. it's frightening how how so many people still in this country and probably other countries, I don't know, but um, don't understand what's actually going on, you know? Um, well, yeah, and I, I, think, I think here, I mean, I think in other countries, I think that the information might be better. People might yeah. be getting information. The problem here is that we don't have any leadership. Yep. And... We're getting misinformation daily, and and I mean we're dealing with somebody who just flat out lies. Mm-hmm. So, which puts all of us in a very scary predicament. Yeah, and it's the because it, we have somebody here who lies, who doesn't believe in scientists, who only cares about himself, and these his followers seem to be the same way. And today, yeah. when I was watching Dr. Fauci, um, she roll his eyes and, and almost, you know, just lose it because he, he was you know, lying. Mm-hmm. And that I hope to God he doesn't fire him because if he does, we're, we're in a world of 
Oh hurt. my god. I know. I know. Here's Marie Tree reading one of her Facebook posts. Lightworkers. I landed in New York this morning on the red eye at 4.50 a.m. I was going to Uber, but I decided to take the train because a walk as the sun rose sounded fantastic. I saw a train car with fewer people and got excited for a seat. New Yorkers who have ridden the train, I got settled and then it hit me, and the few other individuals who had gotten settled as well. Rookie mistake. Everyone sat at the other end of the car, then rushed to the other end of said car. I had to get off and switch cars, where I wound up sitting amongst fried chicken bones, plastic bags, and a bottle of Colt 45. Between that and the woman violently throwing up, I am encouraged that my ability to smell is not in jeopardy as I was beginning to think it was. Nope, working just fine. Perhaps over time. The best part of my day so far was the walk through Brooklyn as the sun began her rise and the moon began its languish. The streets, a glorious ghost town, and the epic nap from which I have just awakened. That may be the best part still. Alright, so we're going to pivot and talk about something more fun. Perfect. Marie talk to me about when you first knew that you wanted to play music and that you had an aptitude for music? Oh, well, I started playing when I was two and a half, but I don't really remember not playing, and apparently I would hear things on the radio and be able to pluck them out on the piano. Mm. So, I, I don't really remember a time when I didn't play, and wow. I always wanted to make music, and I always made music. I, I went to school in Nashville, I went to this university, and I was a jubilee singer, so I was also a biology major, so I was in class five days a week, and then I traveled on the weekends most of the time. And I was in a practice my freshman year, and then the last three years, I was a full jubilee singer and with a very full schedule. Mm-hmm. And then I went to Howard, to study pharmacy and I was there for semester and then I finally told my mother that I didn't I didn't want to do that because I really was doing that because my mother felt like I needed something to fall back on but and so I had decided to do pharmacy because I would teach do a residency and I could just hopefully quickly get through the program but that first year I almost went out of school because I just I was so unhappy and the only the only class I was doing well in was music. I was taking a piano class at the fine arts and suddenly asked the secretary up there, what do I need to do to transfer? And she explained to me and so I did it. I didn't I didn't ask permission. I just I did it. And it was the best thing for me ever. It was also really hard because my mom was not really trying to hear that. My father asked me, Well I was wondering when when you were gonna do it, what you were waiting for. So yeah, and then I moved to I moved to Jersey, and I lived with Jerry Allen, and I traveled with her for a while to take care of her child in exchange for lessons, and it was great because Betty Carter was out on the road with her. So I met all these musicians that I wouldn't have met had I not done that, and it was great. Mm-hmm. And then I moved back to D.C. for a minute. I um, ran into Shauna again, and we I had replaced... Um, I had to replace one of the one of the girls and then the second girl too and so Sean was there, she'd been filling in and then mm. it became the two of us and it was great. Oh, and nice. we had a um, <clears throat> really good time. We played a lot of music and then we moved to New York and then I stayed in New York for twenty years. Mm. She left New York after a couple of years, she got married and 
had a baby and moved away, and I stayed. And then I moved back. It's amazing. So, I, I want to interject. <clears throat> Sorry. I wanted to interject and tell everyone that um, this is one of the things we talked about that I raised on that first interview, I think. Um, yeah. <laughs> so when I met you two, when I met um, you and Shauna, I went to um, Soul Cafe on 42nd oh. Street. Did we talk about this on, on the second one that I actually aired? God, I hope not. <laughs> I don't know. So uh, my ex-boyfriend and our friend Lisa had joined this band and we thought, how cool, because she's so classical. We didn't know that she would do something so, you know, like soul, chamber soul, which is what you guys coined. Yeah. And it was just a revelation. I remember walking into the door at Soul Cafe on 42nd Street, like way the fuck over, like 10th Avenue or 11th Avenue. And you guys were finishing up a set and we sat down and we got a pretty decent seat. Um, and I just locked eyes with you and Shauna and Lisa as well. <clears throat> and I'd never heard anything like it. Chamber Soul. So at the at the gig you you played piano uh lisa played viola and shauna played cello but it was the music was so soulful and not what you would typically think of as a chamber concert you know but it had that beautiful element and it was like nothing i ever, ever heard before and then and i don't remember if there was a break in between i don't think there was then you start singing lazy afternoon and I nearly fell off my chair because it's one of my favorite songs of all time. You never hear it. Nobody ever does it. You don't ever hear it. And it's, such a, it's so stunning. I mean, I was at Howard and I was uh, in the jazz department when I developed the group. And I, I wanted to do something for one of the homecomings. And mm. I was playing with a um, challenge from London, Judy Pascal, and this other woman the tiny people from Kansas, Kansas, who mm -hmm. was an amazing, amazing violinist. And so <clears throat> I found this food and we arranged it. And we just, I, cause I remember hearing, um, what's your name? Patty Austin's version of it. And I heard Barbara Streisand's version. And then I heard Patty Austin's and I thought, oh, this song is, <laughs> it's everything. I mean, the lyric is so, I mean, and you could, you could just almost feel it just by the way that it, it yeah. The words come and you can see it and, and feel it and I I just thought that that was something that I really wanted to see now and make happen. Now yeah. I have to listen to the yeah, Patty Austin favorite. version because I don't know the Patty Austin version and I love her. I only oh know the God. Barbara version because I'm a gay guy, so of course I only know that. <laughs> but when you I have to, you have to hear the Patty Austin version. I have that to is hear my that. favorite version. It's stunning <laughs> and it feels. Yeah, you know, I love her voice. It's it's she's still sort of like, you know, except the voice is different. It's very, it's very pure, and uniform, mm. and mm -hmm. just lovely and direct, and and. But soulful as well, you know, gorgeous. like so soulful. Um, yeah, so I know that song from my many years studying Barbara in my bedroom and my on my LPs. 
But I know it yeah. also from the movie from which it comes called On a Clear Day You Can See Forever. Which is this oh. amazing... Have you seen that movie? I love that movie. Oh my God. I fucking love I that movie. I don't remember either. I haven't seen that movie since I was a kid. And, you know, the, it's from the, the song is actually from the show called The Golden Apple, which I've also never seen. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't see? know the book or anything. Yeah, so I would love Wait, am I am I mixing my am I mixing my movies again? I thought it was yeah. a movie. It was right, because it's really trippy. When I come and... visit. <laughs> I'm gonna have to look up that that um. Yeah, when I come visit, we'll see it. All right. Great. When you well, do, so do we know when we're gonna be able to travel again? Do you know? Um, I don't know. I mean, I I have nothing. Everything got everything got canceled because yeah. Of Can you can you plug I, that? Can you plug that here? What did you say? Can you plug that here? What? Like tell people where your Facebook is and where they can find these things. Oh, it's 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 under Marie Tree Garrett. Um, okay. And I just go live on Facebook. I'm probably gonna do it for Marie Tree Music as well, so that people can see it and figure out how to do it on Facebook. I mean on uh, Instagram. It's just an experiment right now. I just wanted to see if I could reach people. The other day I was talking to people, which I never do, and. Mm-hmm. I had a bunch of views, and I thought, this is really effective. Maybe I need to talk to people, and maybe people would enjoy singing along. I was sitting, I got mm-hmm. a call from a friend who, her car wasn't working, and she needed to go and clear her office up because they were shutting down, and so I took her, mm-hmm. and she has a six-year-old, and she said, oh, you know, it's only going to be an hour, meanwhile, four hours later. Mm-hmm. The six-year-old and I had spent the whole day together, but I taught her a bunch <laughs> of songs, and I thought, Wow, this is really cool. This is fun. And she, gave, she gave me a hug. And she said, oh, I really enjoyed this. Girl, and have you seen... Maybe, this is what we need right now. Exactly. Maybe this is what we need right now. It's exactly what so, we need. Have you... Do you follow John uh, Legend on Instagram? I heard that he was doing that. Because, no, girl, great. I mean, you have to follow John on Instagram. Was, and Christy... Uh, what, Tegan. Tegan. Jesus. Sorry, Christy, because I, I love you. Um... They both did this thing. Well, she came in, like he's he's he starts on the piano, right? And he said this funny thing, uh-huh. like, "I'm playing pantsless," <laughs> and he's so charming, you know. It didn't sound creepy. He's like, "But I have underwear on, just so you know." And then his wife uh-huh. caught, and he starts playing. Um, I forget what songs he played right now, but then Christy comes in in her towel. She's wrapped in a towel. And she sits up on the piano, and she's so, I fucking love her, her Twitter and Instagram. She's so like, I have zero fucks to give. I'm going to tell, I'm going to say whatever comes out of my mouth, and she's just great. And so it was very cute, her interaction with the camera and stuff, and they just did it on like an iPhone or whatever, but it was great. And to your I point, love her. I think she's great. <laughs> yeah, me too. But to your point, like all these artists including you are saying okay well 
we can't play in a venue we're gonna do we're gonna use social media and play our music for our fans or fans that we yeah, don't I mean, even I know think, I think we need to play and I, I think it's sort of a it's kind of nice to have the time to actually play and so if you're gonna be practicing anyway if people are sitting in their home yeah sort of a captive audience but also scared and frustrated and yeah. tired and all of that so I just felt like I wanted to give anything that I could to sort of calm the fears and just mm-hmm. put everybody at peace and, and also make myself feel good in the process yes exactly we're going to take a quick break and be right back. This is Chariot by Maritri and the Soul Folk Experience.
Remember, my darling, the things that I've said and far, far away from me. I'll never leave you. I'm here by your side. Don't let life betray you. Just swallow your pride and fall away from here. Mama's never far. In addition to artists of all medium, media uh, coming together and using social media to really help us through this, I saw this uh, post on Instagram from Christian Siriano. I don't know if you saw this, <clears throat> and he and it was a, a copy of a message that he sent to uh, Cuomo, and he said, "Look, I have a whole team of seamstresses." That, are, that have machines and are now working from home, let me know how I can make some masks. And I, he didn't follow up, he didn't post a follow up on that, but it's like Christian Siriano, who's like on Project Runaway, has his own line, like works like a fiend, sent this word out to the governor and said, look, <clears throat> I have a full team of seamstresses that are working from home and we can make masks let me know mm -hmm. and I just thought mm -hmm. that was so beautiful you know and I think the thing that we have to take from this is seeing how everybody is coming together and helping each other and doing what they can and when you have somebody like that you know like a like a like a musician or a fashion designer who has you know, means to um, make something that's really necessary is really beautiful. Yes. <clears throat> you know, here, here to that. Right. I mean, it's now the time. It's yeah. really the time, and I think you sort of feel the real, um, the real artists are. They they need to play. They want to play. They mm. want to make music or paint. Yeah. Or whatever it is that they do exactly. right now, because that gives comfort. And, and I, why not try to give that to other people? Because people definitely are in need right now. People are scared, and hmm. none of us know what's going to happen. Yep. Nobody, so, nobody knows. And um, we're all, like, the one thing we talked about this uh, earlier with our guests. Um, this is such a leveling moment, you know, for everybody on this planet. It's not even just this country or Democrat, Republican or whatever. Everybody as, is as vulnerable as everybody else, you know, and I think there's something... Great! 
it's it, you know it's it's fucking devastating on one hand, but there's always a way. You're one of the people that I love how you can look at something like it's a three like it's a crystal globe. You know, I turn up to this side and I see something else, and I turn it to the right a little bit. I see something else. The way we have to look at this is do what we can to mitigate it, to mitigate the spread of it, and then learn some fucking lessons. How we, right. how we behave as a, as a society, as a country, as a, as a world, you know, um, globalism, whatever. I hope we learn some really important lessons and I hope some shit changes because this is the ultimate breakdown. It has to. Because we all live here together. And so that's it. I mean, there's nowhere to, there's nowhere to go. We all live here together. And so right. we're only as well as our sickest person. And so if we don't have, if we don't have health care, if we don't, you know, I mean, and, and I think that's going to become blatantly obvious because right mm -hmm. now it doesn't matter that you have a, huge TV, or it doesn't matter. Right. You know, it's really about, okay, but what do you, what do you bring in here that's valid? What do you have that's valid to bring right. here and make things beautiful? What are you doing to make it a better place? Right. Because we don't need any more negativity right now at all. Right. I think we need some anger, though, to be honest. I think, I think... Oh, I think so, too. A lot of people in this so country because... need to wake the fuck up and say, like, Richard Burr, that motherfucker yep. got a briefing, got briefings all the time because he's like Senate Intelligence or not Senate Intelligence. Yeah, Senate Intelligence, right? Um, okay. <clears throat> got briefings all the time about this is coming, this is, you know, in January. Heard all that shit and sold like a million five of his fucking stocks and then the market tanked. So, like, he should okay. be in jail for one thing. <clears throat> and. People need to wake the fuck up and realize what's going on, you know. So I know, I know. Yeah. It, it sounds negative, but I think like anger to a certain level is needed for like forty percent of this country. <laughs> Apparently, are all locked up with Trump and his folks, and no, no girl. Oh. Uh, so. Yeah. Anyway, let's pivot to something else. Hold on one sec. Okay. As bad as it is, mm -hmm. and as bad as it's going to get, and it's going to get bad. It's going to get much worse than it is right now. We're yep. sort of in this low period, but it's going to get really bad. But the thing that I know about everything in life is that the only constant is change. Mm. So mm -hmm. it's going to be bad, but it, it can't stay this way forever. Nothing stays the same forever. So, you know, you have you have bad times, people are sick, people are scared, all of that. Mm -hmm. But I look at China, and three months later, China is a different place. Now, I feel like if right. we had acted sooner, we might have a sooner recovery. I don't think that's going to be the case. Right. But we will recover. Right. The world is resilient. I, I stood on my porch the other day, and I watched this bee, and her legs were just full of pollen, and she was just taking a break. She was just tired. She was sitting in the tree in the bush and just breathing. And, and her finger was going in and out. And I thought, wow, she's just, mm. she's just chilling out. And she doesn't know that, that we, ha we have a prey going on. She's just going about her, 
daily business. The animals mm-hmm. are going about their daily business. They don't, mm-hmm. they don't know. And I thought, well, you know what? Okay, well, let's go about my daily business and figure some new daily business to go about. Yeah. Clearly, which is meaningful. And what do I need to do right now? Do I need to sit and meditate? Do I need to write? Do I need to breathe? Do I need to spend time with my family? Because I think one thing <clears> is just going to force. I mean, I feel like in nine months there's going to be a huge baby boom and also a lot of divorces because people don't know each other. You decide to be with somebody and then, you know, you go through this really stressful time and you think, wow, this is short. This is what it is. It's finite. This is how much time I have left. What am I bringing to the planet? And I think it's it's a reckoning. I feel like we're unraveling so that we can get ourselves back together in a way that but it's sustainable. Because you know, this I, is not sustainable. One of the things I love about you is, in all honesty, you speak just in everyday, like in our conversations over the years, you speak in parables and poetry and not not in a pretentious way at all. It's just so beautiful. Like all these things, I'm going to like have to write these down. Things that you've said, they're going to be uh, show notes. But you wrote this thing on social media and I'm trying to access my random access memory and I said that's like poetry right there and it was uh I gotta I don't remember what it was about all right all right hold on I'm gonna pause here I'm gonna pause here and I'm gonna find it and I'm gonna read it because it's beautiful hold on we're gonna take a quick break and be right back this is no regrets by Marie Tree Trying to stay sane When look in your eyes I can't remember my name I was alone in my skin And then you walked in To remind me life is short and unpredictable Moments are fleeting and sometimes simply miserable Tell me why scared of in the end the only thing is love in the end love's the only thing love's the only thing if you're waiting for change things stay the same but if you take a step See what remains And always remember Life is short and unpredictable Moments are fleeting And sometimes simply miserable Tell me what the hell are you scared of In the end The only thing is love In the end Love's the only thing I wanna regret the things I've done And never the things I've left unknown Never a second will I waste Never an opportunity to taste the sweetness of this life Through all of the misery and strife Through all of the challenges I fight for love I'll fight for love Saving my soul 
and dreaming impossible dreams and breathing in sweetly always remember life is short and unpredictable moments are fleeting and sometimes simply miserable tell me what the hell are you scared of when in the end the only thing is love in the end love's the only thing i want to regret the things i've done never the things i've left unknown never a second will i waste never an opportunity to taste the sweetness of this life all of the misery and strife and all of the challenges i fight So, you were talking about just now, um, while we were not recording, that you find it more comfortable to write than to actually talk to people. Talk to yes, me about that. I do. Talk to me about I that. I do. I, I, it's much easier to write for me. It always has been, and I always feel just talking is a lot harder. I feel like I'm not as clear, and I don't communicate as well. And I, But I decided, really I decided last year, after several friends had mentioned to me, hey, you know, you really need to think about speaking, and mm. you should think about doing a TED Talk and public speaking, and I thought, oh, totally. I mean, I'm not afraid of it. it. It just feels like, of all the things that I do, it feels sort of like my weakness, and I was a little afraid of that, but then I thought, well, we're trying to get rid of these weaknesses and these fears, mm. and do stuff that we're afraid of every day, so what this would, is a big one, so why not would, do it? What would, your, what would Marie Therese's TED Talk be about, do you think? What would my TED Talk be about? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I, I don't know. I have a feeling I would talk about inspiration and creating mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. returning, to, returning to yourself and finding finding your purpose, whatever that is. I mean, everybody has a purpose. Mm -hmm. Everybody's here to do something specifically, whatever that is, even if it's something small, maybe just to be somebody's mother so that that person can come through and mm. and then change the world. Who knows? Because there are a lot of, I think a lot of women feel like, oh, I should be doing more. And I think, okay, raising children, birthing children, having children, it is such a gift, and I'm snapping. And I'm, I'm like I'm a beat poet. Yes, I, yes, yes. All of right, that. and I think people just don't think about it. So, so I think just, and I feel like when we come here, and the things that we wish for when we're children, and how we are as children, who we are as children, the things that we do, and the way that we communicate and respond. We come here. We have everything we need, and mm -hmm. adults beat it out of us until we get old enough to figure out, oh shit, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. And then we spend the rest of our lives trying to get back to that. So I think I would talk about wherever you are, just, just being brave and just taking on who you are and the responsibility of that and what you, what you owe yourself. Because I think we always focus on 
what other people think and what their expectations are. What about your expectations? Mm-hmm. What about what you want? Mm-hmm. What about what you feel like you came here to do? So, exactly. I think that's probably what I would talk about. Well, listen, it's, it's I, just not being afraid. I'm exactly. I'm offering my services to brainstorm with you and just like take ideas and like bounce them back to you because it's all in you. Um, you would make an amazing TED Talk person. Absolutely. I'm I would all, love to do it. I think maybe that. that's my next my next challenge. Um, mm. And I, I, I've been talking to a friend about it too because we, we have very similar lives and we met at a meeting for substitute teachers and I saw her across the room and I was like, oh, oh my mm. God, she's me. I mean, we're in this room of 350 people. Isn't that great? And all these people just look gray and then there's this woman and she's in color. She's like, oh. oh wow. And we saw each other, we walked over and she's like, oh. And I was like, yes, what? And so she said, yeah, I've been living in London. I was a designer and I had to move back suddenly. And I was like, yeah, I was living in New York as an artist and another path. And I suddenly moved back and I find myself here where I grew up and yes. my friends have changed and moved away and the ones that have stayed here some of them have not progressed and I just I needed people like myself when I first moved back I started doing these um I would do Sunday dinner and I would cook mm. and invite people from whoever I knew mm-hmm. and I, it was a very different and interesting group of people every week but I just needed people to talk to mm. I was I felt so isolated and I felt I missed my community in New York yeah. And and I didn't realize it at the time. I thought I was being really selfish, but I was talking to one of the guys that used to come. He said, no, I really needed it. I really needed to come because I felt isolated too, even though I've lived here mm-hmm. my whole life. And I just felt like I was starting to assimilate with the people I was around. But yeah. people that would show up here, we would have conversations about politics. We would have conversations about art. Some of them would have conversations about sports. But really, it was just about what we're talking about now, just getting back to yourself and being comfortable enough in your own skin to talk to other people about where you are in the game. Mm-hmm. So it was great. I mean, that was a really good, really good time. And, you know, to your point, um, it gets back to the thing that we talked about earlier where it's, it's about human connection, you know. And you talked, you were saying that you... Um, you wanna, you're, you're starting to talk to people more than just write to them. And I, I'm starting to do that as well. In fact, you may notice my voice is a little bit raspy, <laughs> a little bit mm-hmm. Lauren McCall. Um, <clears throat> when I was teaching um, college at Baruch, you know, it would be like a four hour class and I would run out of vocal cords, like on the second hour. And because I, it, it occurred to it, it occurred to me pretty quickly that I'm not used to talking for hours at a time, you know, and yeah. I don't have vocal training and stuff. And um, so I'm a little bit in that space right now because I was reaching out to all these people for this specific, you know, subset of this podcast about talking about now, you know, what's going on and how are you coping and how is everyone doing and just checking in really. So it's called, I think it's going to be called, COVID check-in. If you can th- find, like if you can think of a, a cooler name, please let me know because I, I don't really like the ring of it. It sounds a little, 
around it and figuring out how we all get what we need. Right. And right. how to make it work. Right. So I'm here for That's it. Beautiful. That's so great. And you're the you're one of the one of the people that I know that I've in my you know, I've known you for what, twenty years or something. Um, the most open to sounds all new agey but you're open to the universe and to change and you're fearless and you're really kind and that's why the, these things happen to you I wanted to just thank you <laughs> so whatever works we'll just uh, we'll do but I love you guys so much and thank you for the opportunity because it's, it's really oh, of nice course. to Listen, you're, sort you're, of work through my stuff you're going to be my 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 semi-frequent co-host. <laughs> okay. I want you on my pod, girl. I want you on my pod. Um, thank you for doing this. And rest your voice. I'm going to rest my voice. And we'll see what happens. And just stay safe and um, take care of yourself. Yeah, you too. All right. Definitely. Uh, but let's talk over the next couple of days. We'll figure it out. Feel definitely. better. Definitely. Get some sleep. Drink some warm water. Good idea. Right. That's a good idea. Thank you. I love you. Hi, talk Dave. to you soon. Yes, I love you more, and I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Bye. Okay. Bye. I wanna regret the things wanna, I've done. Wanna, Never wanna, the things I've left wanna, unknown. Wanna, Never a second will I waste. Never an opportunity to taste the sweet. Way Off the Record has been written, produced, and edited by Scott Ambrosino and Christian Hernandez. Our music is by the amazing Marie Tree. We are available on all podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Do us a favor, subscribe to our page, and then listen to a few episodes, hopefully, and rate and review. And reach out to us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for listening.